Welcome to the Pacific Keep Church Podcast. We believe everyone has a place in God's story. On this podcast, you will hear sermons, interviews, and other content from our pastors and community leaders at our church in Spokane, Washington. If you are blessed by this podcast and want to learn more about us, you can visit us on our website at pacifickeep.com. Additionally, if you want to support our work financially, you can give at pacifickeep.com forward slash give. Without further ado, here is this week's content. Thank you, moms. A lot of times we speak about characters in the Bible, the heroes, right? And usually they're men for good reason, right? David and we have Paul, we've got the apostles, we've got Jesus, John the Baptist. There's all these male figures in the scriptures. But if you read carefully, there's a lot of female heroes, mothers specifically, people who prayed, people who paved the way. You've got Ruth and Esther, the queen of Sheba and Rahab of Jericho, who was a prostitute, but still she had faith. You actually see in the scriptures that it's not that men are more important. It's that men and women together are part of God's grand design. And motherhood is so important that God is not just God the Father, although he is God the Father, but God is bigger than just that. He is one who has created this world. And so today we want to say thank you, moms. Thank you for being so important and part of our story. Fathers on this earth are important, but mothers are also important. And what I love about the Bible, I just want to share a couple of verses before we go downstairs and eat. Is simply this, that both female and male imagery is used in scripture to describe God. How many girls in the house? Little girls, anybody six, five, four? All all the little girls say, hello. Okay, you guys all get distracted. You guys are important, just like the guys are important. If you're a little boy, say hi. All right. If If you're a big boy, say hi. All right. We're all part of God's story. Check this out. In Isaiah 49, 15, Here's what God says, or the prophet, about God the Father. He puts it like this, Can a woman forget her nursing child, that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I, God, will not forget you. And then Psalm 51, 1 says this, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgression. And the, the Hebrew word there for compassion actually is a root from the word womb. You know, womb, when who's pregnant, right? Who's ever been pregnant? There's this physical connection with your children because they are part of you. They are part of your body. And then they come out and you have a child. And so we have this imagery in the Bible of God, the father, but he uses these feminine analogies to say, I also have these feelings for you. I am like If a woman forgets her child, even I won't forget. My compassion is even greater than that of a mother. And then I have compassion on my children, just like a mother who has a womb from whom children are born. That's the same kind of compassion I have towards my children, Israel, and then the New Testament, the church. So church, although God is father, he also talks to himself in analogies of both feminine and masculine qualities, meaning both are needed for life to be sustained. Both are needed for life to be full. Both are needed for life to be vibrant. Remember that story when Jesus was about to go die on the cross and he goes on the mountain and he overlooks Jerusalem. And what did he say about the city? 
He says this, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. As a hen gathers her chicks. Notice the language. God's like, hey, I'm like a hen. I'm like a mother hen. How many of you have like all the children running around and you're trying to gather them for breakfast and it takes like 14 hours? Anybody? <laughs> it's like you get one seated, you know, one sits down. The other one said yesterday was crazy. We had a birthday party in my house. My daughter turned six. Woohoo! Happy birthday, Grace. And Julia was like a, like a hen running around, like a crazy hen trying to, like by the time she got one on the kid's breakfast table, the other one, you know, went to play with some toys. And by the time she got everybody seated down, the other one peed on the, on the chair. And our chairs are cloth, not very good, right? By that time, breakfast is cold. And then I'm just like walking like, where's my breakfast, huh? <laughs> you know? Like moms do crazy work, crazy work, crazy amounts of work. In fact, there was a, a study done by Welch. You know Welch, the grape company, the juice? And they uh, surveyed women, or specifically moms with children, and they said that uh, women or moms work the equivalent of 2.5 jobs. Amen. One wife said, my husband can't afford a full-time chef, nanny, accountant, housekeeper, and pet sitter, so I stay at home. <laughs> like, how many guys are like me sometimes? Like, I got to go to work. Really, you're like, whoa, work is so much easier than this. So much easier. Honey, I got to work till, uh, what time do the kids go to bed? 9, 9 p.m. <laughs> right? It's hard work. And sometimes we forget that God has motherly qualities as well. And that we as husbands are to love our lives like wives like Christ love the church forsaking himself for her. So on this Mother's Day, if you're a husband, I just want to challenge you that maybe you make it not two and a half jobs, but two jobs for your wife. Take the 0.5. Take the 0.5 FTE. You know, cut some hours. Say no some dudes. Help out your wife. Make sure that she feels comfortable. Get her a massage. Not you. Just like pay for somebody else to do a better one than you can. <laughs> like do something nice for your wife. Let her go out with her friends on a, on a date night. Love your wives like Christ. Love the church. Be to them who God is to us as his children. Women are not just folks to do the chores at the house. They're, they're mothers. They give us life. And they're part of God's plan, so let's honor them. Let's value them. Let's lift them up. Husbands, if you're here, don't just do it with all the physical stuff I just talked about. Do it as the spiritual leader of your house. Pray for your wife. Pray for your children. Make sure you go ahead into their future. Don't wait for things to boil up. Pray for them ahead of time. Look in their life. Oh my goodness, it's coming up. You know, it's been three years since she's had a vacation. Maybe it's time for you to make some time for her. Look ahead as the leader. Figure out what will she need in the next 6 to 12 months for her life to be balanced and happy and flourishing. Does she even have time to read the Bible and pray? Maybe she's had done devotions for a while because there's no time because you're not doing your part. The best thing you can do for your wife is to give her the time that she needs with Jesus. So we honor our mothers. We thank our mothers. We pray and thank God that he created the qualities that we have in our moms. And I'll end with this. In Luke chapter 8, we have the story of these women who actually 
financed Jesus and his ministry. Rich women. It says that Jesus went through the cities and villages proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene from whom seven demons had gone on and Joanna, the wife of Jesus, Herod's household manager. And many others who provided for them out of their means. Jesus was financed by wealthy women, at least a portion of his ministry. And then when he died, when all the men had fled and hid because they were afraid that the Romans would kill them, it was the women, because of their maternal compassion and love for Jesus, they got over their fear and were the first ones to go to the tomb when the soldiers were guarding the tomb. Think about it. They were fully armed, like in today's standards, you know, fully with the AK-47s and the handguns and the shields. They were guarding. The men hid while the women went. Why? They got over their fear because of that maternal compassion. It gave them courage to face possible danger because they loved Jesus more than the fear of being confronted by the soldiers. You've heard the crazy stories, right, of mothers jumping into the house that's on fire, right? Why? Because compassion that motherly instinct that, you know, just, just kind of runs into trouble because their child needs help. That's a quality that moms have. It's the quality of that maternal instinct that then led them to the tomb that morning. And while the men were sitting and crying at home, the women came running and says in the scriptures, they departed and told everything, everyone, that Jesus rose from the dead. The first story of resurrection was because of maternal Compassion. So where in your life, husbands, do you see that maternal compassion be a catalyst for your faith? Where are you afraid that you see the maternal compassion of your wife towards your children pushing you in the right direction to take your family in the right direction? Find that, see it, be aware of it, and then cultivate it. Give it some ground to grow. Mothers, we love you. We want to bless you. So we're going to spend the next two or three minutes praying for you. I'd like to read the psalm for you. This is from King David, Psalm 20. And this is my wish and desire for all the moms this evening. And then we're going to stand up. And if you're a family, if you're here, you've got your wife with you, maybe you can just, you know, huddle up with some folks. We're going to spend a few minutes just praying for our moms. If you have a mom, it's a time to just pray and thank God for her. If your mom's like right here, it's a time to pray over her and bless her. If you've lost your mom, it's a time to remember all the goodness that you had with your mom when she was here. If you did not have a good past and don't have fond memories of your mom, and unfortunately there's people like that and it's, it's tragic, it's a time to be reminded that God is our source of joy and that in the community of the church, Even if in our broken world, our families are broken, God can complement that love and nourishment that we have and need in our earthly mothers and fathers in our spiritual church community. Amen? All right, let's stand as I read this. This is for you, moms. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. 
May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant what you and your hearts desire and fulfill all your plans. Amen. Let's spend a few minutes in prayer. Just turn to each other. Pray for your mothers. Pray over your mothers. Thank God for the mother that you had if you don't have her with you anymore. Let's spend this time in prayer. Amen. Lord, we thank you for uh, this evening. We thank you for all of the moms in this room. Uh, God, we thank you that you've created both moms and dads in our life and that both provide their part. Thank you, God, for loving us with compassion, with compassion that ties you to us through covenant, that you don't run away when we screw up, that you come after us, God. Thank you for gathering us under your wings. Thank you for loving us like like we need to be loved. Thank you for forgiving our sins. Thank you for every single mom in this room that is doing the hard work of raising their kids and supporting their family. We ask that you bless all of the moms. In the name of Jesus, give them strength and power and revelation from your Holy Spirit to lead their families well. Give us as fathers and husbands the courage to do what is right to support them, God. May you be glorified in everything. Bless the food that we're about to take. Uh, Let us have just a wonderful time of community and fellowship together. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Pacific Keep Church podcast. If you've been blessed by our ministry, you can learn more, follow along, or give at pacifickeep.com. Go with grace and peace.